So could you have saved that goal? I don't I think mean, so. It got caught flat-footed. <laughs> <laughs> got flat-footed. You, got, you were flat-footed. The ball, the ball is all at the back. I'm, so, I'm surprised. Jump to the sky? I'm surprised. <laughs> Maybe you can ask no. Jesus. Is that <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's already doing a Hail Mary, he might as well. <laughs> Jesus over there. <laughs> Come on. All right, you guys ready? Oh, it's <sighs> air it is on. Yeah, it's on. All right, What's ready? Is that an air yeah, we got it from bo- uh, this guy from Body Sold. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it'll be the oldest. I'm sweating over here. You got people blowing over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, All right. Uh, what is up, everybody? And welcome back to Seria Audio Experience with IFTV. It's been a couple weeks in a row that we haven't had the entire crew ready. Michael is back. It was a nice. We enjoyed those uh, the last two episodes. You just guys us. Were crying. You kept messaging me. Please come back next time. I was like, okay, I'll see what I, I can do. So much nicer without this guy. I know, right? It was calm. We were relaxed. Now we're all fighting. Uh, big Mike, what? I miss you. Thank ah. you, Gaetano. You're my favorite on the podcast. So, well, what is this? <laughs> what is it? You see, look, all of a sudden the two colors come out. They're looking at each other. <laughs> Antonio, who's your favorite on the podcast? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I set myself up for that one. Uh, okay, guys, I think today, Serie's top four were officially done. It we looks sealed, right? We recorded a podcast a couple of days ago at the start of the week. Doing a second one midweek since the round ended. And I think today, after the Roma game, which just ended, I think we have our top four officially done. And you know what I'd actually like to do as we get into this podcast? I'd like to go back and check our top four predictions. Because that's how confident I am that it's going to end like this. Atalanta's 12 points ahead of Roma in fourth place. Would you guys... Is it safe to say that this is how the top four is going to end? Would yes. you, everybody agree? Uh, that's the top four, but not in that order. Okay, fair enough. I'm just saying that's the top four. Anybody disagree? Antonio, you disagree? No. Okay. Peter, you agree? Me okay, we'll, come, no? Maybe on the top five I can disagree. Maybe okay, no, that's okay. fine. Top I just four, want top four top Champions four League. Um, I, I want to remind everybody, the last episode that we did, we answered, we took question and answers at the end of the podcast on our audio-only version. So it's uh, on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all those stuff. So there's going to be an extended version. After you're done with the video, you could head on over there, and we're going to answer every question that was sent in through Instagram and through Twitter. There's a link in the description so you could watch it, so you can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast. And as Antonio always says, make sure you rate it with five stars. Antonio, I always look to you. Where do you want to start today? Uh, let's start with uh, AC Milan uh, out of a big misfortune getting one point on Lazio and Roma. Yeah. That's a very good... You know uh, you had 39 shots? I know. It's 39 just, shots. I mean, the and, ball, and they scored an own goal. It's, you know, nothing goes right for AC Milan. Nothing. I mean... Well, uh, it went right at the end. Yeah. Well, at the end. Well, <laughs> you were down oh, two wow. goals. You, you guys could have lost that game. just kiss the, kiss the, the, the ground. <laughs> that, uh, you know, you guys could have lost that. I didn't say you had to kiss the ground. We should have won, but at least by five goals. Spal had, had 10 men, and you guys yeah. won in the... One minute did you score the it first goal? ET. In the 79th minute. So with 10 minutes, you turn two goals around. I wouldn't say nothing goes your way. That goes against the signature of Pioli, an an ex-Inter coach, which is an imbecile. He's a Milan coach right now. But that's that's, that's the rejects. Exactly. You get the rejects of Inter. Inter rejects, an idiot. So what he does, he he puts Ibrahimovic inside when the game is almost over. I mean, what the hell are you waiting for? You're down to nothing on the end of the first half. And then it's okay, maybe five minutes. And 10 minutes, and 15 minutes, almost, uh, uh, the, the game was over. 20 minutes, almost 20 minutes before the end, he puts Ibrahimovic inside. This guy's an idiot. He's a total injury. idiot. I mean, Ibra was not fully fit. So That's I not beer. I didn't look, he didn't look fully, uh, fully uh, injured to me. He looked in top shape. <laughs> <laughs> he looked in top shape. He looked in top shape. And as soon as Ibrahimovic came in, I mean, uh, things are starting to, uh, to move a little bit more. That was I was very surprised with the with the match. I mean, as a whole, I, I was assuming I mean obviously what we've always said, the, the smaller teams, they're very difficult to play right now because they're all fighting for their lives. At least 
some of them. Uh, Brescia is the exception over here. Uh, but a lot of the times they try to fight for their life and they, they really push really hard. So obviously it was never going to be easy for Milan. But I think if Milan wanted any hope of trying to get top four, this was a match. You're playing yeah, Spal. Sure. You have to pick up the three points no matter what. You went down 2-0 in the match. Spal went down with a stupid red card, which... People said that it shouldn't have been a red, it card. Was a red card. Look at his goal, by the way, guys. If you look at the, the shoots, it goes straight. It just, I uh, saw a replay where it looked like he actually got the ball first. It's so what? doesn't mean anything. But uh, when yeah, you, can, you can get the ball at the bottom, and now you can get the ball at the top. You went to skim the, 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 the sheen of the guy, and then you touch slightly the ball. That's a red card. Forget about okay, it. Fair Hands enough. down. Um, but Michael, he already hinted at it. That goal from Flocati. I don't know how that came. 39 years old, the guy. Insane. Unbelievable. He, he laced that. Oh, it was incredible. It You're was lucky. Incredible. Just 99% <laughs> of the stuff is luck. 99.99. Because that guy didn't even mean it to put it over there. Oh, yes, Come he on. He just went in. Yes, Come I'm on. positive. He what was he trying to do? Right? He meant a passable. He just threw it like that. It's like a Hail Mary. This is a typical Hail Mary. That you are, you're down on a three points but over there. They're up on zero. On a football <laughs> they're up on zero. They're up on zero. On a football game. And then Mary's when you draw the I ball. I know what it is. The other end but they, they were winning. They didn't have to do it that. It was one zero. What are you talking they're about? They were up one zero. It doesn't zero matter. When it, it doesn't matter. The guy was Speaking to the mic, Anto. He was about to lose the ball. So he threw the shot and he went in. You had a question for him <laughs> before. What was your question? No, no. He, he already uh, asked, uh, asked him the question about Donnarumma. No, no. If, I went uh, on the podcast. Huh? Ask him the question He's again. He's upset that Donnarumma is not that one goalkeeper yeah, in no, the world. I was going to say, you know, many times you have said, mm -hmm. you know, that some of the goals that uh, Buffon gets or that Merritt gets, that you could have saved them. So could you have saved that goal? I don't I think mean, so. It got caught <laughs> flat-footed. Right? <laughs> flat right. you, you were flat-footed. The ball, the ball is all over the top. I'm, so, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. <laughs> Maybe you can ask no. Jesus. Is there <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's already doing a Hail Mary, <laughs> well. uh, Jesus over there. <laughs> Come on. But, oh, but sure. maybe he was out of position. You would have been in position yeah. to get it. You would have had a lot of time off. Because if he was in up. position, he would have gone like this and just grabbed the ball. Easy, with one hand. Yeah. You see what happened? The type of abuse, guys. You see the type of abuse <laughs> that I have to take over here? Type of abuse. Was, was Donnarumma at fault, Peter? What do you think? I mean, that was a spectacular shot. He got caught off guard. He Should he have been in a better line, position? I mean. I mean, if he's in a better position, he probably gets the ball. But... It got caught. It was literally the guy saw the opening and Flockery took it. I don't uh, think it's luck. I think it's a no, little bit absolutely of skill. not luck. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just playing with him. <laughs> I, I think a more interesting question is: if this happened to Medet, would he have said that Medet was at fault? <laughs> he would have called all of us. He would have called all of us. He would have, <laughs> he would have said, "I could have saved that." Can't talk. Can't talk. Anyway, as far as uh, AC Milan is concerned, you are a couple of points away from uh, Napoli. We're going to be tied today. Okay. So you, you have a, a chance for your, your Europa Two League. Two points away. That's all you, you, you can shoot for. You can shoot for something else. From, from <laughs> Rome, I think they have five points away. Yes. Uh, so you, Napoli today lost. You know, not that AC Milan, you know, like you said, Pioli. Pioli doesn't do anything for me either. Um, nah. So... I, you might have a chance for uh, Europa League, but that's as far as you can go. For the Champions League, how many points do you have? No, have forget from about Champions. it. Don't even, <laughs> you can get mad at I need a calculator you. once again. <laughs> Roma is, Roma is, Roma is oh, 12 points so away. You're five points away from, uh, from Roma. Jesus. That's like 50 hands. Where are right you going to go? Not going anywhere. Yo, by the way, you put Milan in third place. We sent the video. Objectively, it's a, it's a third place team. I mean, hey, Objectively. are you sure? We got, we got that. <laughs> are you Listen sure, Peter? If you look at all the episodes and all the penalties that they were not given uh, to us, yeah, were given yeah. against Crimea, us. Really? All the penalties yeah, are the way. 15, 20 points right yeah, there. You, you it's just, like a highway robbery yeah, over yeah, here. You're 20 yeah, points right. away, so if, you're yeah. right there. If yeah. Pocket yeah, was sure. a caca that you were saying, he What's was the famous thing? If my grandmother had wheels, she would be a bike. Yeah, she'd be a bike. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. All right. Oh, wait a moment. <laughs> Look who's talking of this. You were supposed Why? to be winning already the no, Champions no, League. No, no. You were the only one <laughs> the that Coppa said Italia. it. What did you win so far? You were the only one that said it. We're getting 40 million at the end of the year. Guaranteed. That's shave like a bumper. <laughs> Where does that come from? Oh, man. This episode started out hilarious. Oh, um, good job by Spall, but they threw it away at the end. And my dad and I were talking about this before. 
I always felt like, and even Michael, when we were texting, I said, Spal is going to throw this game away. You could just feel by the way that they were scared. They I were. Mean, they were even their coach, Di Biagio, yeah. got sent off. And I don't know what you're doing getting sent off with a couple minutes left to go. Your team is winning. Stay calm and be there for your team. I don't know. Very stupid for him to get for him to get that emotional. And it always felt like these teams were so scared to be playing against Milan. They did very well until the end. But then that fear, in my opinion, overcame them. And they, they scored a, I mean, what did it, an own goal. The, the own goal was from outside the area. What the yeah. hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're next to, you're, you're next to the uh, goalkeeper and it's maybe you're thing, trying yeah. to save the ball from going in, okay. He didn't have any but composure. He just flung himself to yeah. try to block the ball. What the hell are you doing? Bad. But yeah. Milan had so many chances that they should have, I think, That's put away true. for yeah. uh, many, many, many opportunities where... The, the final was not there and pretty unlucky. There's a big if one, you would too. Ask me. Uh, there was a handball in the box, too, at the end. Milan probably should have got a penalty. Uh, but there was a handball? Yeah, there was a handball in the box. Yeah, everyone was going crazy. Really? Yeah, you guys didn't hear it, but see that? No, I didn't. There's a handball in the box. Like, I know the Milan fans were mad that, that he stopped the game with a couple seconds left. I think there was like four seconds four left that Milan handball. were on top and he stopped the game. And I know Milan, I thought Milan were going to end up winning the match. Um, Cause Spal completely threw themselves yeah, away. Let I me mean, listen. Spal's not used to. Oh wow! Yeah, it was pretty a, bad. It was a I would need to see the ball. video, but that's pretty bad. Oh, with the yeah, yeah. yeah? No, it I was, think I hit his shoe if I remember correctly. It but, went like bounced oh, off his foot. Yeah, that's why you need to see a video instead oh, of a picture. Oh, it was a shoe. Yeah, if you can't. Oh, you okay. can't see. You that can't. That was an Inter game. That would be a penalty. This is the penalty that I was telling you before. This is another one. Okay, this is a, one of the 20 penalty that we, uh, we haven't been given. Everything against us, <clears throat> no miss. But if it's going to have to be a penalty, they can change the game for AC Milan, no penalty. Um, I say we move on. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. We won't go. We'll go to Inter next, mm -hmm. actually. Let's just go to Inter. 6-0 against Brescia. Is that a tennis score? Or? Tennis score, yeah. Oh, yeah. 6-0. Okay, yeah. They humiliated Brescia. Brescia looked like a team or what? <laughs> yeah, it was it was the first team. Did oh, you guys really? tie with them or something? Tonali was there. Tonali they? was there. Everybody was there for them. I Congratulations, mean. you got another loser. I think that's the first time Inter actually put a game to bed without them have to bite their nails and go crazy. I mean, like, Gaia, the first Gaia, game Gaia of the Gallardini scored, guys. Gallardini scored. For Gallardini to score yeah. and for Candreva to score, that yeah. means the people they probably folded already. That's Listen, what I'm one saying. thing I wanted to say about this game is this. Tonali, the last two, three games has been sucking. So I will be so happy if Inter, they take over again. This other player over there, I don't want that to be another big flop. Okay? So, I mean, if AC Milan takes it, we can, uh, you know, we can, uh, we <laughs> we, can work on the kid. Uh -huh. Okay? But if Inter takes, I think it's going to be another flop. Tonali is not what he said on the game anymore. Well, let's I think Tonali, like your father said the other day. Balotaro. About now, about <clears throat> the Juventus player that you got over there Pjanic. too, Pjanic and all the stuff. So uh -huh. those, a lot of those guys, they are really thinking about money and uh, pack up the, 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 from the locker room and, and go. So I think Tonali is one of them. Well, I, was, I actually have it written down here. I saw an influx of questions being sent to us, um, or at least comments on it. And I, I read through the comments like after the game and see, and a lot of people were saying, even, even Dario, Dario commented on it. And he said, Tonali is one of the most overrated players that we have in Serie A. I wanted to know everybody's response to that. I think he played the first half pretty well. I mean, the, the, the first four or five months. But now, uh, you know, all of these rumors, the transfers rumors, and the, the fact that it's just two, three teams or four or five teams interested on the kid. But the question I is, think is he overrated? Okay. I don't think the most. How old is the kid? Like 19. 19. Okay. Who is better at that position? The guy looks like Pirlo. He, he plays like old. Pirlo. He just turned 20. Okay. He turns like 20. You know, he's got confidence. He's playing with a bad team. But... At that age, with the skills and the mentality and the vision that you have, he's got the, the kid. Uh, I don't think uh, is. Uh, yeah, but if he goes to a good team, I think he's going to do very well. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. The only thing is, can you really hold people's standards? Like, if you're saying, if people are calling him the next Pirlo, is it really his fault to be called overrated? Because I don't think he's overrated. I think he's a really good player. Uh, but you can't put somebody else's standards, no. you know, on on what he is. I think he's a very good player. Like you said, 20 years old, and he's got. He plays with a great calmness. Maybe, he maybe disappeared in the last three okay, games. What is your leadership role? May, okay, maybe the last three games. He's 20 years old. Yeah, he's 20 years 20. old. What do you want his team's do? going to Serie B. He's already do? thinking about where, where his next move is. My legs were behind my back. I was <laughs> you got to go to a doctor. 
Did you get that checked out? What, what serie were you playing? Don't uh, worry about that. I'll you later. Serie uh, Benson. 20 hers. years old. You're supposed to be. By 14. <laughs> I was not in the United States. <laughs> At 20 years old, you're supposed to have leadership roles over there. The oh, guy doesn't take oh, over the game. Come on. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair. No, no, yeah. Me personally, I don't think it's fair. I just hope he doesn't go to Inter. I just hope he changes his mind. That's the only thing that I'm. That's something different. Anyway, about the match, one thing I really wanted to point out, and we were very vocal about it online. um, Alexis Sanchez for Inter has been such a revelation since the the break. I think, and we said this when he came off the bench mostly, that he brings an energy to the team. But even as a starter today, where he put Lukaku on the bench and Eriksen on the bench. I think Sanchez has been, it's been the Sanchez show for Inter. I know they're playing Brescia, cause, but either way, I think Sanchez has been real good for Inter. Well, yeah, I was just going to say real quick, yeah, he's been disappointed for the first half of the season, so it's good to actually see what he's actually got, because in the beginning, he was always subbed on and whatever. Yeah. Conte sure. got mad at people for saying that, by the way. Okay, okay. He, 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 said, he said you're he getting mad, he said yeah. you're calling him a bad player when he wasn't say, fit. I'm not saying a bad player, but I'm just saying he wasn't showing his true colors. Now it seems like the past couple of games, he's... Uh, he's assisting. He's actually getting plays. He's uh, getting penalties, so he's actually looking you much agree? better. No, I I actually agree with Conte in his, in his saying that Alexis Sanchez. First off, he came to Inter late in the season. Conte is very tactic driven. His style wants a certain fitness level, so he was always on the bench trying to ease in. He had a great game uh, where he scored, I think, a goal, two goals, and, and an assist, and, right? An assist, and then he gets red carded. Plays the Barcelona game also in the second. Had a good game. Goes to Chile. Gets injured in October. Okay, we're talking about October. Misses a good three, four months. Starting to get back into rhythm. And then we have the coronavirus. So, like, he really hasn't had the time to and gel, to, yeah. to be in the game. Rightfully so. Alexis Sanchez is a champion. Whenever you're called, you're supposed to play at the highest level that you can play. Listen, he played with Barcelona. I'm Arsenal not saying anything. Right? You were you were almost <laughs> puking on him until uh, until puking yesterday. On. I mean, he <laughs> yeah. was a champion, okay? But, but what I'm saying is, this game he played very well. I Granted, agree. it's versus Brescia. Him and Lautaro, they were linked up. Great to see that Lukaku and Eriksen are able to get a rest and you're able to score goals, which is huge. Like Mike said before, Inter closed the game in the first half three nothing already. D'Ambrosio played in that three man defense, <laughs> uh, scores a goal also. Um, and Moses, Victor Moses had a great game. Was able to take on the player. If, uh, if Conte has uh, any pelotas or cojones, uh, I think the next game is against Bologna. I know I, what you're gonna say. I will put Sanchez, Lukaku, and Ericsson behind. Lautaro mm. on the bench. Lautaro, go on the bench. Go sit down. Wow, be interesting. Okay? Yeah, because he was- uh, Lautaro, I think he, he he needs to sit on the bench and rediscover himself. He was was pissed when he got subbed off. He did not look happy. He wanted a goal. He was the only one that, and not the only one, but I mean, when Gallardini and Candreva are scoring, I'm I'm sure Lautaro's looking at himself like, come on, I got to be able to get a goal too. And then he put in Lukaku and Eriksen and he took out Lautaro pretty early. I think like 65th, 70th minute. And you could just see Lautaro. Obviously, he can't say anything because Conte would smack him. But he, you could see in his eyes that he wanted to stay on and try to be able to get a goal. And I think he's not living right now a calmness. Like, he looks very stressed out when he's playing. It's not the same Lautaro. There's a lot of that pressure on him now, too, I but, feel like. Yeah. What, pressure, also, even, what even, pressure, The pressure even. of all the rumors. What rumors? Well, you the know the rumors. Not going anywhere. None of the money that you guys are, are looking for. There's no more money for that kind of a player. No that more money. That guy, that guy is another fluke. But even Sanchez t- takes the penalty. Usually, if Lautaro's there, or, oh, shit. or Lautaro, I mean. maybe Lautaro take, should take it. But also, to get Alexis on the scoring sheet. Um, would you bench question? I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind. Lautaro's been playing all the games. So, I mean, you could have a, say, a sit and uh, I think it's and a good idea. a little bit and get, I agree. get the Wake other guys in. Too. The only thing is, I'm interested in seeing, like, you're winning this game 5 nothing. Why not put the kid Sebastian I agree. though? I agree. Like, I would be very interested to see him, what he does, no pressure. Instead of Lukaku. You know, why, of Lukaku. Yeah. why are you wasting Lukaku when you have so many games in a row? But maybe it's something, something to do. He's also... It was his birthday, too. Contract or something like that on training. You so. know what it is? What maybe else? that kid needs to get out of Inter. Maybe he's going to become a great player in some other team. Like where? Maybe AC Milan. We maybe. can use him. He's, he just turned 18. So what? No, I'm, no I was just <laughs> I was just saying that's good. Like, so defensive. I wasn't saying anything negative. I and. If you're Barcelona right now, okay, 
Oh, Put, forget about we're on the podcast right now. We are Barcelona's board. Each member of us are Barcelona's board. Antonio, I don't know how you got here, but you got here. All right. <laughs> if you are, if you are, if you are Barcelona's board, are you going to spend 111 million euros for Lautaro Martinez, Antonio, Barcelona director Antonio? I'm not gonna say your last name. Over my dead body, I will. I actually, I will make sure that he pays the team to join them. That absolutely is a huge. Rip off. I don't listen for that transfer at the kind of money that you were talking about it. Way, 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 way overboard. 25, 30 million dollars. That's the value okay. of Lautaro for me. No okay. more. What are you saying? What are you gonna say? Absolutely not even close to 110 million. No, 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 no way. 30. Top, no top. Way. What do you value him? What do you value him? We've he, said it. He said it last podcast. He's probably 40. a 50 percent. So uh, six, six, uh, around 60, 65. Barcelona director Peter Curto. No, 111. Obviously, on the buying yeah, yeah. side, you For don't want... No, I don't want to spend 111 considering you paid Dembele around that money. Griezmann. Putin, Griezmann, all these guys, yeah. and they've turned out to be up in the air. If it's around maybe 80 million, I'll, I'll spend. Wow. Mike? Yeah, what a, around, yeah, around 70, 80 maybe, but now yeah. one time. No, definitely Especially not. Especially in this market right now. Yeah. Way too expensive. No, I agree with, with him. I agree with my dad. He's 50 to 60 million. 50 to 60 million. I think they can go more. I think they're discussing all of this money, this record transfer money. Where are the people that get, where are they going to get the money? From the TV rides? Yeah, they got, the team? There is no spectators, guys. Barcelona, don't worry about Barcelona. There is no spectators there. Barcelona's got the yeah. money. They well, Barcelona they need to sign somebody. The beers. So. Nobody's buying. Is that nobody's buying shirts? Nobody's buying anything. Nah, you'd no, be no. surprised. Yeah, yeah, no. Where no. are the money? Where are they coming from? TV rights. Spain is in deep recession. So is Italy. Where are they getting this money from, those people? Right, we're discussing here millions and millions right, of dollars. We're, we're switching like we're some Jason. We're, 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 we're talking about 110 million dollars, 10 million euros. Don't worry about the money right now. I'm worrying about the money. Give me the money. You're not on the board anymore. You said it's worth what? Maybe 20, 30, 20. I will tie it. I will tie it. So don't worry about it. It's my performance. 20, 30, they got it. I won't even give it to him. Okay. Let's move on. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Juventus 3-1 win over Genoa. Yeah. Finally, we saw an exciting Juventus that actually had some vision, some good midfield play. Dybala gets a start as the Falsa Nueve with Ronaldo. They look like they were linking up beautifully. Again, Dybala and Ronaldo have been two of Juventus's best players. One beautiful goal after the other. Dybala's goal was incredible. was very good. Ronaldo scored... With 105 kilometers an hour, a shot that clocked in 105 kilometers an hour. Perrin's arms would have snapped if he touched Beautiful that. goal. Perrin, to get to his credit, he did yeah, amazing he, he until, until the goal started going in. He was saving a lot. And then the third goal, Douglas Costa, incredible. Beautiful, beautiful class goal from Costa who came in off the bench and did an incredible job. And also, Douglas Costa, if you guys watch, he went live on Twitch wearing his culture shirt. Mm -hmm. So that was very nice. He loves that shirt. He wears it yeah. all the time. <laughs> Good job, nice Douglas. Shirt. He keeps posting it. We, we, even, we made a joke. We said, who wears their culture shirt more, Antonio or Douglas Costa? Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but So I was really happy that he scored. And again, Juventus, Bentancourt after the match said, we finally understand what Sadi wanted from oh. us. He said, we understood. Oh, we, it's one we, game. We'll I'm just it. saying yeah, I know, I know. what he said. I know, I know. He said, we understood what needed yeah. to be done. And the movement, I think he said, we understood the movements that Sadi's been asking us for. They're going to uh, they're gonna tie against Brescia. like, maybe we didn't fully understand what Sadi said, so we'll go back in and train. So the next, time, the next game that you guys are going to tie, not the game, so we still don't understand the game. <laughs> That's what I'm so going to say. Does that mean that you gonna, that. guys going to keep yeah. sorry because they just finally understood <laughs> his, his system? Maybe. Maybe we'll. What I like, my storyline here is about, um, is about Dybala as, an, as a striker. There's been a lot of talk, even though amongst here we've had some disagreements on Juventus, they want Milik, they want Pinamonti, they want Jesus, they want somebody for the striker role. But if Dybala keeps this up, if he can play in that Falsa Nueva, which I really love watching Dybala in that position because he has the freedom to move where he wants. Dybala loves to go, go anywhere. And when he comes in, Ronaldo can go in and take that center position. I like, I just enjoyed the way that they moved. In my opinion, the only person that needs to be replaced is that Bernadeschi on the right wing. Besides that, so far, and I think Juventus need to evaluate until the end of the season, how does this work in Champions League? How does this work to finish off the season? Can Dybala really play in this false number nine role? Because then for me, I'm looking at it, I'm saying, listen, 
Don't spend $50 million and waste it, number one, on Milik, which makes no sense. But number two, spend that midfield, spend the money in the midfield to give these guys more opportunities and get more of the ball. That's my opinion. I think that spending $50 million on Milik would be a waste when we have Dybala, who's so far showing us, number one, Dybala was embarrassing that they almost sold him. But number two, that he's playing in a, in a very good number nine role. What do you think? Because I know you have a strong opinion on this. No, I, I think that Juventus uh, still needs a center forward, and you need us. You need the right center forward. Um, like we were talking about it before, Ronaldo likes the center forward that, that uh, checks in and comes out, so that Ronaldo can go inside. Like and and, and, and that's yes, that's what uh, what Dybala does. He checks in, he checks out, and then so Dybala he creates the space. But like you said, Bernadeschi is not that productive. And if you're going in Champions League, I think you need another very productive player. That player could be Douglas Costa. But you said he gets hurt a lot. He's, yeah. he's not always there. So you, to me, the ideal would be to get a center forward, a great center forward, that, that checks in so that it creates the space for Dybala and for Ronaldo to go in. And the Bala could still play behind the forwards like he does now, but instead of starting from a center forward position, he can start from the right wing position and then come behind the forwards. And when the center forward checks in, I would like to have that board. Maybe we can show it the next time. When, uh, yeah, when, um, when the Bala, um, when the center forward checks, Checks in, then Dybala can go in and Ronaldo can go in from each side. We have some transfer news, too, that we'll go through soon. Anybody else have an opinion, a strong opinion on the, I mean, the striker? I think Dybala, when, when the player that you're reversing knows what you're going to do and you're still able to go through him and score, you know you're a good player. I mean, Dybala, these last games that he's been over here, has been phenomenal, scoring every game, I, I, if, I, if I'm correct. Scored, uh, he scored 15 goals altogether. Ten in Serie A, I think four and four. No, but I'm saying since coming back. Yeah, yeah, he's I think he's been yeah, last four. And what's really interesting about Dybala, his ten Serie A goals, seven out of the ten came when Juventus were zero zero. Yeah, so important Decisive. goals, crucial goals. Yeah. And just yeah. I think I see Dybala more as a second striker because I like to see the that mix. I like to see two when you have a bigger, stronger more direct type of forward, and then the, the second striker working you know, off of him. How, answer, how embarrassed should Paratici be, by the way, for trying to sell Dybala? I he should be very embarrassed. I have the answer for your for uh, your uh, your stuff. I mean, the perfect player to do what you ask, to do just come in, check in, and then either Dybala or Ronaldo just go in from the from either side, the left or the right, it will be Icardi. That's a freaking player. It's too late. No, now. no, no. Icardi is a man in the area. He doesn't come out of the yeah, area. But he does. He's very good with he's the a poacher. He's a poacher. He's very he's good. He just stays in the box, waits for he's, the... He stays he's good most that, of the time in the box. Yeah. He doesn't somebody, build up. You need somebody that comes out of the box so that and Ronaldo can time. go in. And then and then you have Dybala can go in. Yeah. He's like a playmaker they, too, They Dybala. spoke about... There was right. in the news this weekend. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. I got a little bit probably too excited than I should have. Uh, Rai was reporting that Juventus and Barcelona are working again for another deal. This time they're saying Rabiot and Douglas Costa swapped for Griezmann. Well, they're that saying would, that's a big pickup. They were saying the problem right now is that Griezmann makes 17 million a year, and Rabiot and Costa together make uh, 14 million. So there's still a difference in the price. It's not much, but Griezmann would have to lower his price. I think if you put Ronaldo, Griezmann, and Dybala up top, you're getting your hopes so high. I don't right care now. where you play them. So you're going to win 20 Champions Leagues, right? In the same season. Probably. I think, me, that's, that's beautiful. I will work that on that amazing. deal. I will definitely work on that deal. Definitely. What do you think? You, you oh. like Griezmann, oh, right? I love Griezmann. I think you're a big fan of Griezmann. I am. He hasn't worked out at Barca. Yeah, yeah. And even uh, against Atletico, Barca played Atletico, they tied 2 2. And their coach, who the coach is an idiot. He, yeah, he's an idiot. He, uh, they asked him after the match, why you didn't put Griezmann on? He's like, it's 2-2. You had 10 minutes left. Why are you not putting Griezmann? He said, Griezmann will ruin the balance of our team. You spent how many hundred? I don't know, how, over 100 million, I think, for Griezmann. And he ruins the balance of mm. your team. Maybe they, there's some problems. What the hell? And there's just some personal problems. Apparently, a few weeks before that, he said, uh, oh, Griezmann's a very important player. Uh, you know, he's incredible. We're going to rely on him like uh, like from a month ago. So something happened from then until now. And Griezmann is definitely on the out for Barcelona. Hmm. 
definitely a big pickup. I think a, a couple teams will be looking at Griezmann, but then it also asks you what other team could he go to. And it's kind of hard to find a big team in Europe that plays Champions League football that could get Griezmann. PSG. Yeah. PSG, well, they got Mbappe. Oh, they got, they're getting rid of Cavani, right? They, but they got Mbappe, Neymar, and Icardi. Mm. They're going to add Griezmann to oh, the list? Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, Maybe. by the way, listen. It's not about it. It's those not about big it. teams, those big teams, all they do, they use the process of elimination by just when they're acquiring. They not necessarily need that particular player. But they know that if they take Griezmann away from Barcelona, or if they take uh, Ronaldo away from Juventus, they said, Okay, we don't have to worry about Juventus. We got Ronaldo <laughs> here. We're gonna even if we sit him on the bench, that's what they do. It's process of elimination. Eliminate the competition. I think PSG can sign whoever they want, win. they can't win. They need a real coach behind them yeah, to actually create a plan. I have nothing else to say about Juventus. Anybody else have anything to say? No. Three amazing okay. goals. Let's move That's on. A... Lazio-Torino. Uh, another another uh, struggle, I would say, for, for Lazio. Torino went up 1-0 in this match. Lazio, again, of course, um, they made the comeback. Simone Inzaghi's men. My dad's favorite coach, Simone Inzaghi, uh, made, made the comeback. And they got the 2-1 win, which... They definitely needed if they wanted to keep the Scudetto dream alive. I thought they were going to put some more pressure on Juventus than, than it did. But eventually, Lazio, they, they stayed with it. Uh, Torino, which Torino, I mean, I don't think Torino could buy a win these days. Torino they, they're is so so, such a strange, strange team. They're not, they don't play well together. I don't know. Even if they're up two goals, I feel like they're always going to concede. I don't, their coach, Longo, hasn't been doing well since he arrived, since Mazzari got sacked. And they're, I mean, they're not gonna get relegated, obviously, but they're such, they're, they're always in that like low mid-table position on the table. They need a refresh of something. I and I just want to say, Belotti, as Belot, as a captain and the striker, he doesn't score nearly as many goals as he needs to. He just had one good season, and I don't, he holds the ball well, and he has to score more goals. One thing about this game that came out pretty big. Now Lazio's next match. You know what they're playing? AC Milan. You know who's not gonna be there? The three strikers. Immobile and uh, Caicedo are not going to be there. They're both suspended. Even the other guy just got injured. What's his name? Uh, Somebody got injured too during the game, and he's not going to be part of the game. I'm not sure. Michael will check. But yeah, how how can Lazio do? do, Now this is a big test. Immobile, 29 goals this season in 29 games. Again, the guy is crazy. He's he's about to break a record if he gets to 30 goals, but he's not going to be there. Can Milan... Can Milan do anything against Lazio? And what's the character of Lazio to lose their two starting strikers? Listen, uh, we we we're gonna go over there and uh, not play for the tie. We need to, we need points. If we can win, we'll win. If we if we tie, we tie. It is what it is. But uh, Inzaghi is beatable to me. Inzaghi is beatable. Where did all this Inzaghi uh, hate come from all of a sudden? What? I said, where did I'm just wondering where this well, Anzagi came it's, from. It's, it's, it was just one, no? No, my dad went off on him. Yeah, just one, podcast. I said. Just your dad. Yeah, and and in, now him. Well, Inzagi. just said he's beatable, no? Yeah, by yeah, Milan? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's where, that's they, hate. They, you take, you listen to what this guy what, takes for real. Put Ibrahimovic inside of the, the mix over there with, uh, you know, the rest of the couple, you know, uh, the young kids at the Salas Maker or whatever. I think AC Milan, with a little luck, you know, we can beat them. I don't know about beat them. Maybe a tie. Pete, what do you think? Nah, we'll beat them. They're beatable. I uh, think we're gonna beat them. Interesting to see how the who he puts up top. It's gonna but, be Korea yeah. and but they're gonna need someone else. They're gonna have to put you, a bench player that they don't really have. I'm well, I mean, you lose you're losing both your center forwards. So I put Luis Alberto there. Yeah, I mean that's what you can maybe he's play good. a false nine or something. But he's assists a lot. He assists like every up. game. That guy. It's incredible yeah. how much uh, th- he's part of the. Yeah, play. but I think also Lazio's midfield is their strong point. So I mean, if they can dominate the midfield. The whoever plays up top, they'll get the chances to the score. And sure. as long as you get that one goal in, uh, you know you, you should you should be able to beat Milan if you're aiming for the scudetto. <laughs> um, that being said, Milan uh, they look good until versing Spal. I don't know what happened. Yeah, they played good. They got Roma. caught they got off guard maybe with that early goal and then the the beautiful goal with Flockery. So I'm sure Milan wants to come back blazing. Ibrahimovic back? Does he start? I'm I'm not sure, but we know already. Ibrahimovic, if he's healthy, he's got to be the main guy up top because he he can score and create and uh, gets all the. Pete, attention. as much as much as I hate Inter, I will actually put you on the bench of AC Milan and coach the team, and I will leave Conte Conte. I mean Conte Pioli Pioli, you know, home. I said, okay, 
How the hell are you leaving uh, Ibrahimovic in top shape? Well, the guy I mean, was ready to play. He was healthy. He was ready to play from the first minute. What are you saying from the TV? You're telling us information. I can tell you right away. The guy he had. He was to the team doctor. He was. He warmed up and he was on the sideline for 15 minutes before he got subbed in. Come okay. on. That's what, what you do. You warm up. No, 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 no. You're losing to nothing. You don't warm up for 15 minutes. You put your shirt on and you go right yeah, in. Yeah, that's how you get injured. Immobile and Saicedo, they are yellow card accumulations. Does that rule still should should that rule still yeah, be it's here? Annoying, right? Yellow card accumulations. That's that's annoying. Come on. Well, you I know. Five yellow cards and yeah, next nah, I don't like that rule. I don't like that rule. Yellow cards. It's come on. You didn't get it right. Part of management. It's part of the management, but yeah, but yellow cards during a match are important. Let them pay for the yellow cards. Forget about putting them on the bench. Let I don't, them pay money. I don't like to see cards. Immobile, who's the best, the best striker our league has, we according to goals. The, we need the players Your to play. Your yellows, because yeah, you know, he took his shirt off a couple times. Yeah, come on, I don't like that. I think it's stupid. Yeah. yeah, even you give the guy a yellow card for taking a shirt off. I mean, there's too much, and then you get accumulation. I don't like it. That's not it. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's against the rule, but I'm just saying I don't think it should be a rule. The shirt off is time wasting. People used to complain they should take their shirt off and three minutes. Oh, that's what so, it was. But I they could, it was more of like no, a, okay, but they could run to the fans. Sometimes they, you know, not play. They run all the way there. They don't get a yellow if if they stay so. too long. The Florenzi, they stay too long. When okay, Florenzi went for his grandmother in yeah, the stand he got for twenty five. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. I was yeah, asking. but come on. Bob used to take off his shirt, go over there. Anyway, and then <laughs> after he went to, to his grandmother to the fans, then he, they let him go out of the stadium just to, you know, in another team. Look what happened to him. They're supposed to be the captain of <laughs> what, Roma. <laughs> where, did, yeah, where did this come uh, from? This was a few I want to talk. Ago. I want to talk about Fiorentina's match. They lost 3 1 oh, to Sassuolo. Oh, no, no. It was 3 0 for a pretty significant uh, amount of time. Fiorentina could not buy a goal, they were hitting the post. They were scoring. It was off sides. They had so many opportunities that I was expecting them to go in, but something always happened. Sassuolo, uh, led by Defrel, who did really, really, really good job, and Boga, who you pointed out. Wow, who's, what a play. He's a good player. Yeah, he liked, he liked Boga I think AC Milan is on that kid over there. Maybe. Uh, but Sassuolo really turned it on, and Fiorentina looked horrible. Like, very, very... This was a game for Fiorentina that obviously... Obviously, Sassuolo and Fiorentina, they both wanted to win. But Fiorentina in their home, I was expecting a lot more from them. Yeah, I, I watched that game instead of watching the, the Milan too, game actually. because they're both at the bottom around the same uh, position in the table. And Chiesa, man, he had a chance 1v1. He missed... You know, the goalie makes a, a save, whatever. And then... He had just, one that he missed, And though. just from there, like, Castrovilli, who's usually... Uh, has been great this year... Causes a boneheaded sliding tackle in the in the box to give up the penalty. Then uh, is that fault on the third goal where he's sleeping? I don't know. There's no real explanation for how you let somebody take the ball from you like that. Uh, that being said, like Ribéry, the guy is unbelievable, and we know this already. And I just feel bad for him because he's playing with players that don't understand them or not quick enough to to play the game. Sassuolo, I mean. We have to say they've been scoring a lot of goals. They give up a lot of chances, but versus Inter they scored three goals. Uh, versus Atalanta gave they gave them a run for their money. Scoring two not. goals. Verona three three. So I mean, De Zerbi has this team playing very well. Uh, Bogua Boga is is destined to play for a, a big team, maybe Milan. Uh, He's quick. Uh, what did you guys and, take? Uh, crafty. So I mean, they. I also Locatelli, ex Milan player, is that in the it's Regista still role? Milan, I think. The Regista role. No, I, I think it's so. it's not it's no longer. So. so. No, I don't think so. You know, I think it's Prestito. I don't I think, think so. It's on loan. The one thing that I always, but, the one thing I found ironic is Fiorentina. I think one of the biggest things is the center forward role. Yeah. Like Ribery doesn't have that real partner. And we're going through, <clears throat> and Simeone today, uh, yesterday, he scored his 10 Serie A goal, and it's four and four. Mm -hmm. uh, four goals in four games. And Simeone was a Fiorentina player who's got, look, he's got 10 goals. It's more than Kiesa's had in I don't know how many seasons combined. Seriously? And then you also got Luis Muriel, who off the bench alone has nine goals. These are two players who, in the summer, were with Fiorentina. They were in wow. the Fiorentina squad, who I think if you put them in the team right oh now with God. Ribéry... They could have done real damage. Maybe. I mean, it's hard to say because there's so many factors. Because look at the team that uh, Atalanta, uh, that Atalanta have. Look at the team that um, Cagliari had. They're having Ayes. a pretty good season. Yeah, I know, but they're having it's a pretty good, good season overall for them. As I said at the last uh, the last podcast, um, I don't like Yakini. I don't think Yakini uh, knows what he's doing. I think he looks uh, 
lost. scared, lost on, on the sideline. I, I don't like uh, the Chiesa and uh, Ribery up front. And Ribery up front. That's not their position. Yeah. Chiesa said it too. Uh, Chiesa says I'm a winger. He's yeah, like, but no, I play, I play striker, but he right, prefers a winger. Not, that's not his yeah. position. He doesn't know how to really finish. Uh, for Fiorentina, yeah. uh, I would say lack of leadership. You know, inside uh, the field and outside the field. Uh, um, the only one uh, that saves himself uh, uh, is uh, is Ribery. I he can't do it all himself. I think, though. Uh, uh, that's right. He cannot do it all himself. Ribery is class. Uh, you know, he could bring. I thought he would bring the leadership. You know, in the locker room and uh, inside the field. But maybe you're right. Is the you know, it's by yourself. It's, it's not mm. that difficult. He, you know, his mentality. Is uh, it comes from uh, Bayern Munich, a uh, winning uh, top. top, top mentality, and maybe it's difficult uh, to uh, if everybody doesn't uh, listen in. to him. But uh, for Fiorentina, I mean the midfield, I don't like it. I would get the Paul and with Adam Battery that is um, coming next year, Amrabat, yeah, and Castrovilli. If you got Castrovilli, the Paul and uh, and Arambat, and then you get somebody else. I think the midfield would be uh, would be set. Uh, Kesa, he wants to leave. Leave, please. But if he if doesn't change a formation, there, leave and get somebody. Get the money for this guy. Get Muriel. Get 60, 70 million and get a nice, nice 60, forward. 60, 70 million. If you get a nice center forward, somebody that puts the ball in the net, Ribery will be able to give you the ball. Okay? Ribery can score the goal and he can give you that final pass. To make you score the goal, what kind of forward the, should they get? Should they get a young guy, or should they get no, no, no. a more you, experienced player? You need somebody player. that puts the ball. Say experience. They got the young guys. They got Vla Vlaovic is a young guy. Cutrone. Uh, you know, Cutrone. You need somebody They're experienced so there with Ribery. They understand each other. Same mentality. I give you the ball. You put it in. You're gonna hate me for saying this. Antonio's gonna hate me for saying this. What about Iguain? He's got no place at Juventus. He's going to go back to Argentina, he said. No. How much money does he make? I don't know if he makes a lot of money. Seven million? He'd be, good. He'd be a good fit. Seven, okay, he's got to take a cut. He's a scorer. Anybody a makes more than four million at Fiorentina. So, so he's got to take a cut. That's, know. Uh, <clears throat> you know. Uh, he's been stealing a wage for... Uh, Kesa, Kesa is not sleeping in Fiorentina. Maybe in another team, but in Florence, it's already... It's, well, you, it's like a, how, a, a bad karma for him. I don't want to steal your idea, but you had said this before. You said it's million. time for Fiorentina. Just find the new coach. The yes. season, you're not going to get relegated. Yes. You're not going to go up. You might as well use this time since you're not going to have a break to just get, get coach, a new coach and get the idea. As soon as possible. So that he's ready. Because there's not yeah. going to be a break between seasons. Yeah. You're uh, not going to have a month of vacation and then. They're going to go straight from <coughs> one season to the other season. You Spalletti. start him now. I say Spalletti. You start I've been him saying now. Spalletti for so long Emery, before they even got Montella, I said Spalletti. Yeah. They just saying, have to go for They're him. saying Emery. I don't know. I think bef Emery. before you start playing the fancy football, you need to start setting up the team. And Spalletti has a track record where he's mm. able to be that person. Maybe he doesn't bring you to the promised land, but he's going to be able to stabilize your team. He's going to work on certain tactics and form, and he knows he has enough leadership in the locker room to make sure that certain things don't, I agree. don't fall apart. I agree. You know? Any any coach that you're thinking in your mind that could work for Fiorentina? Listen, uh, <coughs> Joe, Joe Baron is a friend. I mean, I, I, you say that every, every single, single podcast. Why, what's wrong with that? Not the wrong, but I'm they, not. everyone I'm just, hears you. I, my, my question was, do you have anybody <laughs> in your mind for to coach Fiorentina? I mean, I mean, I would give him Pioli for free, but I don't even <laughs> like Pioli. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that's it's your friend, and you're gonna go with Pioli. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a very good friend. Ah, <laughs> uh, Spalletti is not a good fit for Florence. Nah. Isn't he from Florence? Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's just <laughs> <laughs> he's the perfect pick for Florence. He demands too much money. This doesn't. He's a little bit expensive, but yeah, yeah. I think he's worth it. I think he's I worth it. Zerbi, those are well, the yeah, yeah, Zerbi. Yeah. They said be just renewed with Sassuolo. Yeah, he's gonna stay you, you there. You know who I like and uh, Allegri. I, imagine. Allegri. No, no. Yeah, I know you wouldn't Allegri. go, but that'd be crazy. No, no, I know Livorno. Allegri is like a. Allegri. He's gonna go to England. He's waiting for Manchester United. PSG. You know, so he's is at a different level. But a coach that I like is Fonseca. I like Fonseca. I think I think he always says the right thing. He's very calm. I think he's smart. But he's in a in a in a team right now that is a mess. 
you know, they are just, you know, and I think that the guy is a good coach, but he doesn't have the right team and the right management on top of him to make him successful. If he, if he would have somebody that, you know, would trust him, give him the team, I think the guy could do well. That's a gamble. Unlikely they let him go. Pirlo. Pirlo's going to coach the Juventus I know, but that's what I'm saying. Instead of just taking a little project you like that, no experience. You he has no experience. experience. What are you talking he about? He does not have any coaching experience. You don't have to be a little He got mad. He got mad. It's like you said something about He's a great player. This is the same thing with Maldini. He doesn't have an experience. The best coaches of the world. You don't need experience of that. You do not need experience. What do you mean? All I'm saying is I would plug him right in. I would plug Pirlo right in. How does that make any sense? It does you make need a proven coach. Sense. You need a proven coach. You need to shave like a bumba. <laughs> you missed a spot. But, um, Atalanta right. beat Napoli 2-0. Uh, yeah. Atalanta, to me, today, I mean, I thought they had secured it, but today I think they officially, officially yeah. unofficially, officially secured Champions League 12 points ahead in first, fourth place. So happy for them. Not even a surprise at this point. I know Napoli, Gattuso was mad with his men. He wasn't happy with the efforts that uh, that the team showed. Again, Napoli, you're not going to get Champions League. If you won this, then maybe you're going to start talking about possibly. Hard, so I think man. that today was the end of the road. Napoli season defined by Coppa Italia, uh, winning, winning the Coppa Italia, and then obviously getting a Europa League spot. But kind of optimistic, though, for Napoli, considering what went on in the beginning yeah, of the season, fine. right? They won a trophy, got two saw, they renewed with him. He's looking good. But they're not getting Champions and League. And Champions League was always like, maybe we'll hope, but realistically, nah, it wasn't. No, when no, they that's got what I'm saying. No, no, when they, yeah, when they I'm saying before yeah, the season. That's what I'm saying. It would have, it's not that much of a disappointment for Udinese, the season. 2-0 over Roma. We spoke uh, about it a little bit. What? About Napoli. <laughs> yeah, what else about Napoli? I was, yeah, I was, I was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Napoli, I think that's as good as, as you're going to get. You won five games in a row. Gattuso is trying very hard. But now you, you need to go to the next step. And according to him, the mentality was not there. They, they said the team was talking too much. And that's where, you know, when you, uh, when you reach that point, you have to be humble and you have to be focused and like he was saying, they got distracted and too much talk. Did you see the game so, by any chance? Because Napoli didn't look hungry at all. They make a lot of mistakes. Right. But right. they play, They defended Atalanta pretty well. But then mm -hmm. Atalanta, immediately they scored a goal. Yeah. So and you can tell Gasparini went crazy right. on them in and the locker room. for Atalanta, beautiful. They play beautiful soccer. I yeah. can't wait for... Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't wait. Next yeah. month, guys, counting down the days. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Nice. Okay. Um, <coughs> oh, and last one, Atalanta, first time in their history, they won seven straight Serie A games. These guys are breaking records mm. every time they play. Incredible from them. Uh, that's what Gasparini says. He wants to break the points, uh, the yeah. record for points three years ago. But I don't know what how many points they had three years ago. I know they got 60 points now. Mm. Um, we'll we'll, we'll check it out. Yeah, yeah we'll check it out. The, the Roma, Udinese, Udinese 1-2-0. Udinese, so a team, not surprising. Udinese, a team no? fight, no, fighting for their elite, fighting for their life, fighting to be saved. And Roma's not a team that impresses me. So, no, I'm not surprised. And Udinese could have made it more at one point. Uh, so yeah, I'm, they were I'm, coming down I'm, from a two-zero loss to Milan, though, and you you'd expect against Udinese at home at the Olimpico to win this game, and you, you could have lost five-zero this game. It was embarrassing for Roma. I, I expect if I bet, I would have ex expected Roma to win three-zero or something but convincingly. When they lost Manolas, everything is going down, right, Mike? Right, no, the, it's not that. Udinese, you know, if you like uh, Udinese, you know, they had what uh, uh, 20, 28 points. Mm -hmm. uh, they okay. had 28 That's, points before yeah. this game. Yeah. And uh, Sampi's got 29, and Genoa 26, and Lecce 25. Yeah. Hey, if they remain at 28, it's dangerous. Uh, yeah. One of those teams got to go to Serie B. Yeah, I get that. But you know, And now they are 31 with Fiorentina and Torino. A little breathing room. A little breathing room. So this game was very, very important. But you're not surprised by Roma? To them. Roma is a mess. I know, I get Please, that. Please, sell this team, Palotta. Palotta has been criticized now by the fans and by Roma. Sell this damn team and move on. You know, you don't want to be there. Sell the team. I know you're not going to get, uh, you're going to lose uh, $100 million. Okay. Don't worry, yeah, it's yeah. change for you, right. Palotta. <laughs> more than one but, you know, what are you going to do? The players, the, the, you know, the players, the coach must say, but what the hell are we doing here? What am I doing? Am I going to be here next year? 
who's buying and who's selling. There's such a confusion. Yeah. And that's not right. Yeah. For the fans, it's not right. It's not right for the fans. Yeah, you know, uh, Roma, Roma is a, you know, is a great, uh, they got great. Big uh, market. Yeah, big market, great fans, you know, great, great city. Fan base. Yeah. You know, fan base. You know, it's not right. All right. I have a bone to pick with some people right now. Oh, boy. Um, Luis Muriel this week said, next year, Atalanta, we're going to try to fight for the Scudetto. Um, he got very criticized by a lot of non-Atalanta fans uh, for saying this. First of all, he was asked a question. He was asked if they could fight for the Scudetto this year. And he said, listen, this year we lost a lot of points. It's not That's not what we're thinking about. He said, but for next year, it's definitely our objective to fight and win the Scudetto. And a lot of people said, Atalanta, you're cocky. You're arrogant. You're, you shouldn't be saying that you want to do this. And my response to that is that, that's the exact mentality that's wrong with so many Serie A clubs. That's true. You have this mentality. They said, how are you going to compete with Juventus? How are you going to compete with Inter that spent this money? That is the exact mentality that's wrong with Serie A clubs. Like, for example, Spal that have this mentality, oh, we're playing Milan. Oh, we're doing this. It's good that Muriel and Atalanta have this mentality of, Dude, did it ever seem possible? Did it ever seem uh, realistic that they would make Champions League? It never seemed realistic if you want to go by these standards. But because they have this mentality that with good football, with unity, with the right ideas and continuing to attack, we can achieve whatever we want. So I think that this is amazing for Muriel. I don't think he should be criticized at all. They're saying you shouldn't say this in public. That's that's not how it works. Yeah. You know who doesn't say A loser who doesn't say it because they're too scared to say it. This is a winner's mentality. Atalanta are a winning team, and you have to have confidence. There's a difference between being cocky and being confident. They are confident in their ability based off everything that they've shown, beating Juventus, beating all these teams in front Lazio, of them, yeah. that they say they can go and win it. So I don't see this as cockiness. I see this as Muriel and his Atalanta being winners and having the right mentality. Marco, 100%. I want to add on to that. I just want to say how many, realistically, how many quality signings do Atalanta need to go totally toe Wait, with Wait, first of all, what do, you, do you guys agree? Okay. Uh, or, always, or should you not come out and say this? I always this said that Atalanta, it's a team for the first three places. And I will never be surprised. I still now, if Atalanta goes very far in the Champions League, as far as actually to the, to the final or semi-final, or maybe winning. I think I they just, could win but, but my question is, is, is it wrong for him to say I this? I think that they're playing with a lot of confidence, but when a player says that, usually uh, if up. you're a champion, uh, you know, if you're a superstar, you know, I, uh, if I remember superstars from soccer or from other sports, and, you know, when they talk and then when they deliver... Because now if you talk, when you go on the field and you step on the field, you have to deliver. Otherwise, they're going to say, hey, but you said this. But they've been so, delivering. Yeah. They've been delivering for years. But you're talking about next year. Yeah. For Scudetto. So next year, when the season starts, he has to deliver every time he goes and steps on the field because he said, we're going for the Scudetto. So mm. usually the superstars, they can deliver when they say something, you know. Uh, and... Um, I'm hoping that uh, he delivers. Yeah, it's a lot of confidence. If you say that, you're putting pressure on yourself. But if you're a, a, a good good player and you're of a different level, uh, uh, you know you could deliver that. They have the most goals scored in the league. Yeah. They have the most goals scored. What it, it's it's not unrealistic to think that they could fight for the Scudetto next year with a couple of defenders. I think I think uh, going off that, you have to be able to back up what you say. I think Atalanta right now, they're feeling good and they've done great for the past three years. So, I mean, they've proven that they can come against Juventus and, uh, and play against Inter Milan, all these top teams and beat them. Napoli, whatever it is, they're up for the challenge. Now it's just a matter of can they compete economically? When you go into the Champions League and this year, if they get confirmed in the Champions League, that's an extra 40 million plus that comes into your... Uh, books. The fact that they're still in Champions League now, if they're able to go another round, there's some you know significant money that's able to come into Atalanta. Now, it all depends on the top. And I think Atalanta as a one as a Piazza is probably Bergamo is probably a, a, you know one of the the better cities and it's small. So they don't have the real pressure. Even Muriel saying it, 
Who believes that Atalanta is going to, uh, you know, compete for the Scudetto? We could all see it as far as how they play, but if they lose, it's like, yeah, exactly. ah, what are you going to do? It's, exactly. it's Juventus, it's Inter, exactly. it's a game to play. So, I mean, even with him saying it, they don't have that pressure. I the agree. only thing is, but like Gaetano said, now, next year comes, you better turn it on, Muriel, because you're the one that said it. That's true. Yeah. Anto, anything to add or no? Well, listen, uh, first of all, like, I agree 80% with what you, whatever your father said, but, uh, you know, this team here, year in, year, year in and year out, they, they, they've been showing that they have the best system on the field. The coach is spectacular. They never seem to be tired. Look at the amount of pressure, the way they attack. But if you look at the, that much of the field that the, all the team covers, it's very short. They don't do much running back and forth, back and forth. The team is compact. It's like a unit. Ooh, they move up and they move down. This is like the Atalanta. You don't see the team stretched out. So I think part of the fact that Atalanta looks all the time fresh and they're putting that kind of pressure on the ball handle is because Gasperini's system is a system of uh, 10 people attacking and 10 people defending. Not, not, I mean, literally, but that's what it's all about. It. So well, I saw uh, at, by the end of the game that Papa Gomez, he made a tackle inside his own area. That's right. Defensive yeah, yeah. tackle inside his own Hit area. It for a corner. At the end of the game. Yeah, that's okay. right. You know who's a player for them? Romero. The guy from Genoa, who Juventus are gonna, they have to give him away. You're trying I to think, sell him, huh? You don't no, to be honest, I love Romero, yeah. but I would, I, I think at Atalanta that could be perfect sign. They need center back. They need defenders because the defenders that they have right now are not yeah. capable enough to try to go win a that. They need better defense because they give out too many well, goals. How many signings though do they need to realistically compete for the Scudetto? Three, four signings. Quality signings. Four Three, signings. four, five. How many? Four signings. They don't need to sell anybody. No, no, yeah. That's true. Consider, that's consider that. True. But I'm saying add it on top of that. That's that's probably the biggest point, though. He's yeah. right. He's right. I meant you know, to don't sell When people. it's a market like that and people come and give you a lot of money, that's it's true. very difficult to, you know, how many players that they given away? Atalanta. But, yeah, the, but uh, this season they kept all their big players. Yes. So, so if they, they continue this... Uh, th that's a question. How many do they need to really for that depth to really compete for that? Three to four role? players, in my opinion. Two, two it's very quality, good, quality. two very good three, center backs. Possible from Inter. Romero, no, I, an attack. No, I wouldn't even say attack. an attack. They don't need a single. I think another midfielder, midfielder and maybe and, and maybe backs, two maybe. center backs, and then I don't know where else in in the team. Maybe some backups, but two. I want two very good center backs. Yeah, yeah. Romero that's one, her, and her, I, don't, I don't know. I just thought on the top of my head, somebody really good. Yeah, that's what I think. Hey, Deroun is a, is a, is also, a good. Yeah, but he's a midfielder. I want a center back. Also, when you play for the Champions League, you know you might play every three days. That's yeah. true. So now you need, you know, all those teams that play every three days. They have two teams. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, when they play Coppa Italia, they play another team. You know, five, six new players. The good thing is they don't look tired when the yeah. games they play, so they're doing Atalanta, something. Let's, Atalanta, okay. Guys, let's go to uh, the audio-only question and answer from Twitter. Uh, so if you're at this point in the video podcast, link in the description. You can listen on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're going to answer your questions that were sent in from Twitter. All right, first question. It's directed towards Antonio from Christo, and he says, uh, Milan, he put in quotes, Milan do not spend any money. And then he sent a screenshot from ESPN, which says highest net spend over the last five years. Number one, Manchester City at 600 million pounds. Number two, Manchester United at 484 million pounds. Number three, PSG at 368 million pounds. Number four, AC Milan at 350 million what? pounds. What? Highest net no spend yeah, over you last spend more the five years. Barcelona. So My that means Maria. that the difference between what you bought versus what you sold. Anto says we're picking up the crumbs. Like, you guys spend the most money. At, I'll show you the screenshot. You guys are at the buffet, but you got Listen, the Chinese Christo, buffet. Cristo is a Greek like you, right, Mike? But anyway, I, I have the answer for Cristo. Listen, Cristo, here's the, the Marlon line. If you look at it, if you stretch the money during the, the life of the contract of the player, you're going to see it's a lot less than what other people, like uh, that, the guy that I have in front of me. This is not including salaries. This is just transfer fees. Transfer fees. Transfer fee. Well, AC Milan made, made a few very bad transfers. I think one okay. of them was Piontek, and then it was Paqueta to me. 
Paketa has been a little disappointed. That's about like uh, 90 million right there. Yeah. So uh, Piontek, Paketa, and uh, who else? Kessia, uh, Raisa. You know what? Kessia, uh, like Kessia. You know what I think? It. You know what I think inflated this a lot too? Your ability to not sell players. You haven't had anybody that's good to be able to sell for a lot of money. I so mean, you're not. We, we are underselling because when we when you buy at a high price, it's like in real estate. Buy high, yeah. buy low, and you sell high. Yeah. Hey, Simlan, buy size and sell low. It's kind of the subtle. So, in other words, we have to just take them uh, for a real estate class and uh, teach them how to a broker, uh, you know, uh, brokerage firm uh, will, uh, uh, you know, do uh, some uh, buying and selling for the team. Um, Anthony Tata asks, um, why are Roma on the downtrend and what do they need to improve in the offseason? Anybody want to take this I would question? bring Totti back into the management and Totti, Totti is definitely, uh, it's already a big scout for talents, uh, talents player. And I think Totti will, it's just a symbol of Rome. Rome, uh, it's like a gladiator, it's like a king, okay? Uh, an, an emperor. What Roma uh, needs to do, I mean, today you put Perotta, Fonseca put Perotta as a captain. This Perotti, guy has Perotti. A, ah, Perotti. Perotti. Perotti yeah. as a captain and he hasn't played in a while. The guy gives you the trust and uh, to make you play and you get a record for a foul that you on purpose when and you stepped on the guy you could have broke the guy's leg i mean that was what, scary what, you know what, what 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 kind of so roma right now first they have to fix the management the top management and then the team will uh, start uh, aligning together yeah, and and then they can they can yeah, get the players I agree with you. chris chris asks Realistically, can Lazio and Atalanta hang on to their core players at the end of the season? Yeah, 100%. Oh, that's a very good question, 100%. which we haven't seen. I mean, it's, a, it's a very valid question but from Chris they? because in the past, the history of a lot of these teams that get to Champions League or get to this high success end up selling a lot of their players. But this is the point. Let, let me just then, then you go ahead. Lazio and Atalanta, they're the two, two markets that they are looking to improve their standing, and they improve even the viewership and all the stuff. So as far as I'm, I remember for the last four or five years, they didn't sell a lot of players. They could have sold Milenkovic Savic. They didn't sell him. That's true. So That's for a lot of money, though. But that's what I'm saying. So what that's I'm saying, is, I think Lazio, Lazio is one of the most uh, incredible uh, managers that is uh, Tare, the, the, the scout, scout scouter and the manager, too, yeah. because the, the guy director. is like the, the right director. arm of Lotito. It's like the right and the left, yeah. too. He's great, yeah, one of so, the best. So Lazio is not going to sell. And Atalanta now, with the leadership of Gasparini, the new president that they have, I mean, the president has been there for a, for a while. Percassi. They're not looking forward to sell either. They're looking to, uh, to do damage and uh, try to bring something important into the, the, their home. It all, it, there's two parts in everything, right? It's first, can you balance the books? So Lazio aren't making big-time acquisitions, so it's not like they have to sell players to be able to balance their books, one. Getting into Champions League helps a lot because financial money that comes in. And three, the biggest thing that a lot of people sometimes don't, you know, they, they overlook, let's say, is the players themselves. So do the players feel like this is a serious project and I'm going to be in on this? So, like, even if the team doesn't want to sell a player, when a player wants out, there's, yeah. no, there's no point keeping him because you're, you're just going to ruin the, the team Relationship chemistry. Yeah. Um, also, this market right now is not a seller's market from what we're understanding. There's going to be a lot of uh, players that maybe were once valued, Milinko Savage at 100 right. million. It'd be lucky if you get 70 million. So we still have to see what happens there. And if you can hold off, you hold off another year to then sell the following year, maybe. But Peter, neither right. is a buyer market either because, you know, Lautaro, I don't think well, he's going to be able to get a good deal. But Lautaro is not going to be bought at the money that you guys are looking for. Case is not going to be sold. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. so. But I don't think so. No, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> if you're saying you're for, saying the same thing. Yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I don't think it's going to be sold for more than forty-fifty let's, million dollars either. Let's keep going with the questions. Let's get it quick. Uh, Rocky says, "Where is he a better fit with Griezmann out of Barcelona? Where is Griezmann a better fit, Inter or Juventus?" Now, oh. listen, I'll I'll answer this question first. Doesn't fit actually, actually, he kind of fits at Inter better. How? Because the deal that they can make, Lautaro and Griezmann. But where's they Griezmann both, making a fit? They both. <laughs> In the three-five-two, he's a striker. Doesn't he play as a left no, winger? No, he plays nah, as a left winger, but he's also as a number nine too. Yeah, I he, he plays on both oh, okay. for sure. Uh, I think it would it would make sense, but for him, I think that he would prefer Juventus because you go play with Ronaldo and DiBala. But I think if you're talking about the deal being done, it kind of makes a lot of sense and could work out. If Lautaro's not having a good time, he really wants to be at Barca. They might be able to do but a swap. Would you do? Then? Would you do a, a straight swap? 
How Luke old is Maldato Griezmann? and Griezmann? Look it up. Yeah, come on, Pete. Yes or no? Yes or no? Give him another forty million dollars. That's it. Just give it to you. He's twenty-nine. Oh my God. So who what? knows? Who knows he's where Lautaro will be at twenty-nine? Three, four years, Mike. He's got three, four years of, of No, he's got more than twenty-nine. I think, I think it really depends on Lautaro and what he wants. In the sense, if he's okay. not in it with Inter, then okay. you're able to make the spot. He's old, man. Um, give me one player for each of these three positions. Meet on ass. Juve. Striker to sign, center mid to sign, right back to sign. Who wants to take this question? Yeah. You want to take it? Anyone? You want to take it? Striker, send mid and what? And right back. Griezmann, center mid. Uh, You could get uh, Tonali, Zaniolo, Castrovilli, Pogba, Savic. I don't know. One of them. Right back is a hard question. You know who they messed up on? Hakimi, who's officially on Inter. Hakimi could have been the guy for Juventus to get as a right back. I struggle to find a good right back right now in Europe. Well, I don't know tough. too well um, who it could be. So I don't have an answer for that one. Take, take Carvajal from mm. Real Madrid. Well, that's why they got rid of Hakimi's because they're going to keep uh, Carvajal. Marco, would you, take, would you take Benzema if there was no, a chance? Absolutely not. Um, Marco asks, Peter, why do, you allow Antonio, why do you allow Antonio to bully you, to bully <laughs> Inter, knowing fully well that Ace Milan has so many faults? Peter, Peter please explain yourself. Oh, listen, he does it to himself. I mean, if, if anyone thinks that's bullying, I mean, you guys didn't, you don't know what bullying is. He, the more he talks, the more he hurts his case. So I let him kill himself in that sense. I was actually a very good answer. Last question from Gary Evans. Uh, he says, is Italian football on its way back up? And I'm going to add on to this with players like Hakimi and Artur coming to the league, both young talents from Real Madrid and Barcelona, stealing them from underneath. And I'll go one step further to say that I predicted this back when Ronaldo joined Juventus, that Serie A is going to become the destination. When you have the best player in the world come there, the young players are going to want to follow. That's right. What do you guys think? Just to conclude, let's get everybody's opinion. I, I, I agree with them. I think more better players are going to come to Serie A. I, I, I'm I, waiting for Neymar and Cavani. The tables are turning. <laughs> I agree, but we, need, but we need the new stadiums. Stadiums yeah, like yeah, yeah. English, yeah, yeah. English style yeah, yeah, stadium and things like that yeah, just yeah. to be able to have the relationship between the players and the spectators to be a close, a close one. Yeah, no, I'm saying Serie A and Feder Calcio, they need to raise their game so that way when these players come, we're ready to... To show what Serie A is all about. Do you guys think there is a Ronaldo effect in young players coming to the league like Hakimi and Hunter? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I could just tell you the fact that walking around in Brooklyn, everybody used to wear a Ronaldo Real Madrid jersey, and now everyone's wearing a Juventus jersey. And that's from one player, Ronaldo. What's and your argument, real quick, uh, just to end? I, you know, I think Ronaldo, Ronaldo has been more of a sensation just to sell T-shirts. If it's not a really yeah. making, it's not a different maker. It's just elevating the, the, the level of play. Because with Ronaldo, you guys should have won already. So far, if you don't win this year, that's no, going to be... I'm, but my, my question is, has nothing to do with that. I'm just asking, do you think that Ronaldo being in the league allows younger players like that are in the break, like Hakimi and Arthur, to say, listen, maybe Serie A is actually a good place for me to go? Mm-hmm. Do you think well, so but maybe or no? J- this is only one player. Now we need Messi. We need Griezmann. Let's bring me a couple other of those guys. Well, we then got, we talk. Well, okay. slowly come we got Lukaku. So Lukaku. It's a slow start. Okay. Lukaku. Lukaku doesn't even... It's a slow start, but okay. we need two, three big what about, guns. What about Ember? Ibra, yeah. Oh, Ibra, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mbappe, hopefully next. Uh, guys, as always, thank you for watching. Rate with five stars. Cinque Stella, right, Antonio? Say it. There we go. Guys, as always, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Guys, Lazio Milan on Saturday. Can't wait.